This is Optimal Relationships Daily, episode 1150, Rage, The Real Truth, by Lisa Merlot-Booth of lisamerlobooth.com. Hello, everybody, and welcome to ORD, the show that's all about improving your relationships. I am your host and narrator, Greg Audino, and I bring you some of the best relationship content around seven days a week. And today's post is all about rage, which unfortunately can play a big role in many relationships. Let's look to this article for a realigned perspective on rage and how we can make sure that we have a healthy relationship with it as we optimize your life. Rage, The Real Truth by Lisa Merlot-Booth of lisamerlobooth.com Our culture sends the message that yelling or raging at people is normal, powerful, and even necessary. Leaders are even cheered and admired for their angry outbursts, hailed as being a man's man. Moreover, regardless of whether the rager is a state governor, a famous singer, a winning basketball coach, a spouse, or a parent, the message is, don't set them off and they won't have to rage. Setting them off can mean upsetting them, making a mistake, being in the wrong place at the wrong time, or, quite frankly, simply existing. The idea that others set ragers off is not only a crazy message, it's an incredibly toxic one that puts the onus of someone's rage on a person other than the rager. The reality is that no one makes someone go off except the person choosing to go off. As a result of this type of thinking, women in violent relationships blame themselves for their husbands beating them. Employees walk on eggshells around abusive bosses, desperate to not set them off. Children internalize that they are bad because their raging parent blames their rage on the child's actions. In reality, neither the wife, nor the employee, nor the child has any influence on whether or not the person will rage. The idea that the only way a parent can teach a child is to intimidate him or her, berate or shame him or her, or constantly yell, is ridiculous. Children are three to five feet tall. Adults are more than 50 pounds heavier, several inches to more than a foot taller. A parent's rage isn't about a child's behavior. It's about the parent's lack of control. A spouse's abusive behavior isn't about their partner's actions. The batterer will batter anyone she or he is with. An abusive boss will rage when he or she wants to rage, no matter how well those around him or her walk on eggshells. Rage is not about the other person's actions. People rage because they lack control, grew up in a home where rage was common, feel entitled to rage, have a psychiatric condition, and for countless other reasons, none of which have to do with the person that they are raging against. Until we challenge our culture's messages about violence and aggression, we're destined to continue to feed the culture of violence that is so prevalent in our society today. Following are several counterculture messages regarding anger and aggression. 1. Don't confuse power with aggression. True power comes from within oneself. Aggression is moving in power over others, and there is nothing admirable or powerful about being a bully. Number 2. No one makes another person rage. Ragers are 100% responsible for their anger. They rage because they do not because others make them. Number three, walking on eggshells around ragers sends the message that their rage works. 
If there are no consequences to raging, the rage is unlikely to stop. Number four, raging is abusive, even if the rager never puts their hands on the other person. Number five, people don't just get over it after someone rages. Rage leaves a lasting impact long after the explosion has stopped. Number six, raging at children harms children and seriously damages relationships. Number seven, raging is not powerful, normal, or okay. When people rage, they are unsafe, bullying, and out of control. There is nothing powerful about being out of control or unsafe. Number eight, raging is not leading, teaching, or coaching. It's out-of-control behavior under the guise of teaching others. Number nine, there is no justification for rage. And number 10, rage isn't sexy, courageous, or helpful. It's a toxic acting out that damages people's spirits, marriages, workplaces, and families. Don't romanticize violence. He or she deserves it is a lie that keeps ragers in denial. Ragers rage because they choose to not because others make them or set them off. Rage is a violent choice to everyday life problems. Don't be fooled into thinking that it's an okay choice. Our culture sends crazy messages about anger and rage. It normalizes rage and even encourages it in our men, leaders, coaches, and society at large. Rather than normalizing aggression in relationships, our culture should be talking about its repercussions. Following are a few of many consequences of rage or aggression. Raging parents have children who fear for their safety, from the person who should be the safest person in their lives. These children often grow up to become ragers themselves or marry ragers. Raging bosses have employees who can't stand them, don't give their all on the job, and count the days until they can leave. Raging spouses have partners who fear them rather than love them. Rage pushes people away even as the victims stand there and take it. Slowly, they get more distant, more tired, and more resentful. As rage continues and time passes, most people leave the rager, resent the rager, or lose all respect for the rager. This includes spouses, children, employees, and friends. Regarding intimate relationships in particular, songs like Love Hurts and Love is a Battlefield send ridiculous messages about love that teach us to equate love with pain. Why in the world would we want to do that? And why would we ever want to teach our children to do the same? Love should not hurt. And love most certainly should not be a battlefield. If it is, then people are choosing the wrong partners. Challenge. Don't confuse power with aggression. True power comes from within oneself, not from domination over others. Don't blame yourself ever for another person's rage. And don't ever blame someone else for yours. You just listened to the post titled, Rage, The Real Truth, by Lisa Merlot Booth of lisamerlotbooth.com. And a marvelous post from Lisa today. Really love this one. So much truth in this post. But she's right in that rage has become celebrated enough that we often forget about the fact that it's both harmful and controllable. We've gone so far in the other direction that many people do indeed use it as a tool, especially with children like she also mentioned. So, for those of us who do use it as a tool sometimes, take the time now, while you're calm, to consider alternatives. For the people you're trying to help with your rage, 
take some time to ask them what they might like instead, or how they usually learn good lessons and stay motivated in ways that has nothing to do with rage. And if you know someone who uses rage as a tool, and you feel safe doing so, consider having this conversation with them from the other side, about how you or others they use rage towards could benefit from different tactics. That's going to do it for today, though, friends. Thanks, as usual, for stopping in and sharing this post with someone who may need it. I hope your week is going well, and I also hope you'll join me again tomorrow for another post on The Wednesday Show, where your optimal life awaits.